yesterday, as you know, there was a school shooting at a school in Nashville, Tennessee, called the Covenant School, affiliated with Covenant Presbyterian Church, a private uh, Christian elementary school. And anybody who has kids, you don't have to have kids, but anybody who has kids, it's hard to think about this for very long. Three nine-year-olds were killed, including a girl named Hallie, who is the daughter of the pastor of the church. Man, I cannot imagine what that family is going through. I just saw a family picture of all of them. They've got, I think, three sons, and they had this daughter and the, the husband and wife, and it's hard to think about that kind of stuff. It's awful, 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 awful stuff. Um, uh, someone who's close friends with the pastor just spent 15 minutes on the phone with him yesterday in an interview, said that they are broken and they are clinging to the gospel. He said this on the local news. He said they're clinging to the gospel of Jesus Christ as their stabilizing force, as they're just shattered by this unimaginable news. One news article said that Chad Scruggs is a pastor at the Covenant Presbyterian Church, which is connected to the school. In a statement given to ABC News, he said the family was heartbroken. Quote, through tears, we trust that she is in the arms of Jesus, who will raise her to life once again. The statement read, through tears, we trust that she is in the arms of Jesus, who will raise her to life once again. Three faculty were killed. Well, actually, excuse me, one was a substitute teacher, one was a, a man, I believe, on staff, and then one was the head of school, uh, a woman there who uh, is around 60 years of age who was killed in, in this effort. I just watched the police body cam footage, which was just released, and I have to say, in God's common grace, the police handled themselves remarkably well. Uh, I'm speaking, obviously, out of ignorance mostly, but from what I can tell, they handled themselves absolutely the right way. They, they Within four minutes of them entering the building, they had stopped the threat of this shooter. They had, they had, they had, uh, they had uh, took, taken out the threat, and they, they, see, they, they handled themselves remarkably well. Just a quick word here about biblical masculinity and biblical manhood. Uh, there, there is something to be said for the way that they acted. They, they did not stop. They did not slow down. They took rooms. Uh, they, they, they cleared rooms one by another, and then they heard gunshots upstairs. They rushed up the stairwell, a whole bunch of them in the stairwell, some of them with handguns, some of them with long guns, and they heard the shots. They said, right or left, it's right. They go down the right hallway. Um, on their way, they, it's blurred out, but there's a, obviously, it looks like a, a young girl who, and this may be the girl, Hallie, I'm not sure, uh, is laying deceased on the ground, and they have to quickly go past this blurred image of this small body on the ground, which is just unimaginable, and they take out the threat. They just go in and no hesitation, they take out the threat, and that, that's awesome. That That is what we want to see. I was really impressed that with all that was going on, the danger that somebody took control and said, let's go, let's go, let's go, and went in and took care uh, and just tried to end this uh, situation. Let me just say, from a Christian perspective, when we see news stories, it's a little personal application point. When we see news stories where, in God's common grace, whether Christians or non-Christians, that's what I mean by common grace, in God's common grace, we still see heroic deeds done. This does not mean that they're done out of a love for Jesus or to the glory of God. Uh, that's not what we're saying. But it is still possible, in God's common grace, for someone who's not a Christian to do things that that are that are that are in many ways heroic. And uh, when you see people putting themselves in harm's way in order to save strangers or to rescue people in physical danger or trouble, risking their lives to do so, whoever they are, when you see that, we as Christians must do some translation work. 
we, we must take the, the emotion that we feel watching those things, the, the adrenaline rush, even seeing it on video brings to us the, the sense of awe, the, 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 even the tears that may come or the emotions that we feel seeing someone put themselves in harm's way to protect someone else. We must do translation work and, 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 and think about Christ. Allow those, those moments to lead us away from themselves to the far greater application for the far greater example of those very ideals personified in Jesus, of the ultimate act of self-sacrifice, the ultimate act of heroism, to say it that way, the ultimate act of love. Uh, true, uh, greater love has no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. And so when, when you're moved by the way the police act in a video like that, translate it. But by God's grace, help it to give you a sense of those things and then move to the ultimate example in Jesus and be moved ultimately by Christ. As soon as these stories break, what do you start hearing? Immediately you hear about mental illness as being the cause of the shooter doing what the shooter did. In this case, the shooter is said to have had high-functioning autism. That may be the case. Certainly that, that could very well be the case, but that does not explain the evil of what we saw. Mental illness is thrown out instantly. Virtually every time a shooting, mass shooting happens, what do you hear? You hear about mental illness. This person was struggling with mental illness or a mental disorder. I'm not saying that there is no such thing as mental illness, but here's what I will tell you. When people jump to mental disorder as the explanation, I am convinced that that instinct is coming from an unbiblical worldview. It's coming from an unbiblical framework. It is not what Scripture teaches. Scripture teaches that the capacity for evil in a human being, in any human being, in every human being, apart from God's grace, all, the capacity for evil is immense in every one of us. When you see a horrific news story like this, when you look into it, when you read about it, when you watch video, if, if, you are, if, you, if you're interested in those kinds of things to know more, do, do some other translation work. So when you see heroic acts, self-sacrifice, and God's common grace, translate and think about Jesus, the ultimate act of heroism, bravery, self-sacrifice. Those words may be a little strange to, to apply to Jesus. Self-sacrifice and his love for us, that's certainly right. And translate to Christ and see in him the true, rightly motivated, true personification of those things in the, in the most ultimate example. But when it comes to evil on display, when you see real evil out there, don't just go mental illness, disease. This person was the victim of some sort of moral disorder. No, this person is not a victim. The shooter is not a victim. The, 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 the shooter is a victimizer. The shooter is someone who is evil, who is doing something deliberately and truly wicked and evil. Don't ever let the news deceive you on this. See, news anchors do not normally have a biblical worldview that can handle the fact that a person without any kind of extraordinary dis disability or disorder can do something grievously wicked. It does not take uh, some sort of outside explanation. We have, the within our own heart, we have all that we need to do great and grievous evil in this world. So the other thing to translate when we hear these stories, is translate to ourselves and say, whenever you see evil out there, horrific evil happening out there somewhere on the news, translate and say what Robert Murray McShane said. Robert Murray McShane was a pastor in, I believe, in Scotland who died at the age of 29, was a godly man, the McShane reading plan, the Bible through a year McShane reading plan he came up with. McShane said, the seeds of every known sin are in every human heart. The seeds 
of every known sin. He said, lie in my heart. And that's a key to the Christian life is seeing the fact that when you see horrific evil on the news, think sincerely, except for God's grace, I'm capable of that kind of evil. Whenever you see evil out there, know that that is a reflection of what could be true if God let my sin fully flourish. Right? If if hatred is the seedbed of murder, so that hatred is the seed of murder, and if hatred were able to blossom and bloom and go into full form, it would become literal physical murder, just like Cain's jealousy and hatred of his brother Abel flourished and grew. He didn't resist it and it turned into murder. So understand that the hatreds that we've we've had in moments toward other people, that is the same kind of thing. It's the same qualitative thing that a murderer has when they enact their crimes. Don't think, oh, who are those evil people? Think, God, save me from my sin. When you hear about adultery or any kind of fornication or sexual sin, think, lust. Have I ever lusted? Yes, we're all guilty. That's the seedbed. Lust is the seed of adultery. It's the seed of whatever kind of sexual perversion you can imagine. It's the seed of those things. And if if our sinful lusts were allowed by God, if he let us, allowed them to, to grow into their full form, they would become the most horrific kinds of acted out sexual sin you could imagine. Those are the examples, you know, Jesus gives in the Sermon on the Mount. Hatred is heart murder and lust is heart adultery. And you could do that with any sin. So when we hear about horrific evil, we should see God rescue me from my flesh. We should speak in a Romans 7 sort of way, wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So let's not allow a secular pop psychology worldview to turn everyone into a victim. The children who were shot were victims, and then suddenly the shooter is a victim as well. Now let's talk about the shooter for a moment here. I don't claim to have some sort of special insider information about the shooter. I know the shooter is a woman, a biological woman who apparently went to this school earlier in her life, and she has since identified as a man. So she's transgender, or at least that's what she claimed for herself, was that she was a man or a transgender man. Of course, she is not. She is, she's a woman through and through, no matter what she claimed about herself. The police were being interviewed. I don't know who, which police officer was talking, but he said that there was a manifesto that this woman left behind her. And the manifesto said that, explained, he said that we'll give more details in the future. So perhaps I'll have to correct even what I'm saying now in the future. But what he indicated was she gave reasons, indications of why she was doing the shooting. That this, he said, was a targeted attack on this particular school that she apparently went to years ago. That she had uh, investigated, I guess, where security cameras were and different things. And she came up with a plan where she shot through the window to get into the locked door of the school. And then the children, elementary school kids, fled upstairs. And the police had to end up going go upstairs to find her and to take her out and to, and to, to subdue the threat. But this was a planned thing. This was a premeditated thing. She chose this school, her former school, intentionally. And the, 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 the newscaster asked if her transgenderism had anything to do with why she targeted the school. And he indicated that there was some kind of connection, but he wouldn't give in details on that. So in the manifesto, there's several different writings about other locations. Uh, there were locations, of, uh, there was uh, talks about um, the school. There was a map of the school, a drawing of how 
uh, potentially she would enter and the assaults that would take place. One thing that happens is in shootings is ev everyone wants to, or many people in the political view, want to start talking about gun control laws. I'm not going to get into gun control right now. What I'm going to say is that often becomes a distraction from the real issues that are going on in this particular thing. It often becomes a ploy to try to get political action done for the, the view that you hold. In this case, the left tends to want to hold for uh, eliminating guns. Gun control often becomes the issue that becomes the distraction. Well, in this particular case, what is being said is that actually, who's to blame? Who's to blame? Well, let's say that uh, it's really uh, the Christian worldview that is to blame. Let me show you a little clip here from ABC News and listen to this. Confirming uh, six dead, three children, one eight years old, two nine years old, and uh, three adults, including Catherine Kuntz, who is the head of the Covenant School. Uh, the police chief uh, also said uh, that the shooter has been identified as 28-year-old female Audrey Hale, said she's a former student of the school, and confirmed that Audrey Hale was a, identified herself as a transgender person. Uh, state of Tennessee earlier this month passed and the governor signed a bill that banned transgender medical care for minors, as well as uh, a law that prohibited adult entertainment, including male and female impersonators after a series of drag show controversies in that state. So there it is. Do you hear that? The supposedly objective ABC News just said, this is awful stuff. They just said, okay, let's subtly explain the reason for the shooting. You know who's to blame for the shooting? It's not the shooter. The shooter is in the victim category of a transgender person. Well, then who's to blame? Well, people who hold to the more traditional biblical perspective on gender and sexuality. Those who are against drag queen story hour with children, those who want to outlaw that, those who want to outlaw, quote, transgender health for children. In other words, who want to outlaw the idea of young children getting transgender transition surgeries, as they are called. There is no such thing as transitioning from one sex to another, but that's what they call them. Those The, the, the law that was passed in Tennessee uh, in recent days going against transgender health care, so-called for children, which really means removing the biological body parts of young kids uh, and calling it health care. And those that were pushing against drag queen story hour, the argument is that those things that are happening, that's the real cause of this shooting. So who's to blame? Those who hold to traditional sexual values and those who hold to traditional gender values. In other words, the Christian worldview. That's who to blame. That's the neutral objective news talking right there. That's who to blame. So d don't be surprised when every story is going to be spun against the Christian perspective and Christian values and Christian beliefs, and it's going to always be put as that's who to blame. So wrapping up this video, when we see heroism and bravery, we need to think about Jesus. When we see true evil and wickedness, we need to think about ourselves. It needs to move us with the heroism to think about what Christ did. When we see the evil, it needs to move us about ourselves. Move us to God, help me not give in to my evil. Help me to fight the evil in my own heart. Let us not give in to the narratives that are going to be thrown at us left, right, and center to say this is due to mental illness. There's no real deep, profound evil in the normal human heart, which of course there is. The idea that this is ultimately due to a Christian worldview or biblical uh, morality, that is not true. And for the so-called objective news media to essentially 
take the other side is just unbelievable. And if it comes out, and frankly, it, it won't surprise me, but I will I will reserve judgment until we know more. It would not surprise me if in this particular case, a person who is transgender, this woman who claims to be a man, goes back to her childhood Christian conservative Presbyterian school, covenant school, and does a shooting deliberately. Why? I am scared to say that for sure at this point. So let's keep our brains biblically informed. Let us not buy into the narratives that are skewing the facts. Let us see evil for what it is and look at our own hearts. Let us see heroism for what it is and look at Christ. And and, and let us learn to, to read the news and look at the news more biblically. And let's pray for uh, the people involved. I'll, I'll pray right now. Put up a picture here of the family. God, I do pray for this pastor and his wife and his children. Uh, Lord, it is it is absolutely unthinkable what happened to their daughter. Uh, unimaginable what happened to the other two children as well. God, uh, we we do not fully understand in your in your providence why these things happen. We know ultimately that this does work for the good of all believers involved, and this ultimately will bring glory to your name, partly by showing the wickedness that you are saving us from. And God, I pray that you would be glorified in this time, bring great comfort to the families. I know it's a Christian school, but if anyone involved or any family members involved are not genuine believers, that you would draw them savingly to Christ in this time. And God, I do pray that that, that Christ would be supreme and that events like this would turn our nation, turn the world uh, to Christ as the only hope for redemption and salvation and forgiveness. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.